Two bone-weary public servants were working their little hearts and souls out. The department was just too busy for staff to take flex time. But there had to be a way. One of the two public servants suddenly lifted his head. I know how I can get some time off, the man whispered. How? asked the second worker. Instead of answering, the man quickly looked around, no sign of the director. He jumped up on his desk, kicked out a couple of ceiling tiles, and hoisted himself up. Look, he hissed, then swinging his legs over a metal pipe hung upside down. Within seconds, the director emerged from the branch head's office at the far end of the floor. He saw the worker hanging from the ceiling and he asked what on earth he thought he was doing. I'm a light bulb, answered the public servant. I think you need some time off, barked the director. Get out of here, that's an order, and I don't want to see you back here for at least another two days. You understand me? Sir, the public servant answered meekly, then jumped down, logged off his computer, and left. The second worker was hot on his heels. Where do you think you're going, the boss asked. The second man answered, Home, I can't work in the dark. See, there are benefits to, to be gained from being a light in the world. Maybe not just for yourself. We acknowledged earlier in the service that there are all sorts of problems that grow out of the habituated attitude toward language regarding dark and light things that we have. And with that acknowledgement, I would like to ask your indulgence as yet again, I use those words in old-fashioned ways. If I speak of the light, the light, if I speak of the light, what does that mean to you? If we're here working to learn the, if we're here, working to learn the art of beloved community, how to create it and live it into the world, how to sustain it. I would call that growing toward the light. If we're out in the community lifting up the public response, uh, lifting, uh, lifting up for the public response, an awareness for truth or for things that have been overlooked or set aside or neglected, I would call that carrying the light. If we are endeavoring to develop a more profound and balanced relationship with some deeper aspect of life, the spirit, our own nature, or God as we are given to understand, 
bottom. I would call that growing toward the light. Light in this world is fed by acts of kindness and generosity, compassion, courage, patience. Light is sustained by moving through our relationship to all that is around us with respect and love, humility, dignity, hope, curiosity, understanding, and forgiveness. I love that verse in the uh, Gospel of John in the Christian Testament, chapter 1, verse 5, the light shines in the dark and the darkness does not overcome it. Where there's not a vacuum, darkness cannot overcome light. Light changes the dark. It, cannot, it can also not exist where there's light, if there's enough light, and therefore we must be committed to bringing light to dark places. It's not complicated, right? There's plenty going on that we could call dark. The dark seems to rise with the sun these days. And we cannot afford to feed that beast. Our fear and our hunger stoke the machinery of fear and aggressiveness that is its power. I understand that anger can be an effective motivator. It gives us adrenaline, which is sometimes literally strength. It makes us feel more authoritative and gives us a temporary sense of control. If we stand around and badmouth a, politi a political figure or some organization and find others who are willing to share that activity, we feel less alone and somehow feel like the conversation makes a difference. And it might for right thing. Perhaps it brings you into closer relationship with the person uh, who's participating in the discussion with you. That's pretty sad ground to build on. And it is simultaneously serving exactly the opposite purpose that the confounders are trying to accomplish. I mean, the opposite purpose that you intend in feeding what confounders would try to accomplish. The magnification of fear. 
the spinning of things into more of a frenzy. Anger is nothing but another face for fear. No matter how powerful it feels, no matter how uh, motivating it can be. And it can serve as a motivator as long as it doesn't stay destructive. It can be a catalyst. And any such ground for response that is not first predicated, profoundly rooted in love, sucks the light out of our thoughts, sucks the light out of our presence before other people, takes the light out of our communications, damages the power of light and love that help fuel our highest ideals. All of the above are less effective when they lose that inexplicable, inexplicably transcendent quality that comes when we carry the light with us. That indomitable presence that Gandhi had and Dr. King exhibited. No such action is ever wasted. No matter how it appears or what the immediate outcome is. Everything that we do in the service of love, everything that we do in the service of love takes fuel out of the destructive system and moves towards starving that monstrous, infectious darkness. Every act of mercy, every act of love. Like Marianne Williamson said, the American people are ready They, we, do not live in the stale conversations of the political systems that we're being fed and that have magnifying glasses on them all the time. If we want solutions, if we want strength, if we want power through collaboration and joining forces and seeing where solutions are, we have to stop feeding the darkness. There are solutions. There is more love, more hope, and more joy. <laughs>